It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me this week, again, as per usual, we have Aaron Cheddar Talk Flottam. Hey, what's going on, John? Uh, or, sorry, I, I, I missed my... I said it wrong. Wow, I am off my game. Hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> I open every show. I can tell I'm off. We're getting a little off. I knew I was off during the pre-show. Well, and we so, took uh, we took two weeks here because Aaron and I, our children are on spring break, so we were gone, right. and and um, we did drop the fun little nugget for everybody, which was the draft uh, preview special that Josh and I did. Um, so hopefully that tided you over for the week while we were all out. Uh, I was down absolutely. in New Orleans. I visited you Vicksburg guys went down as to well, Nola. and we saw Vicksburg as well, which is an awesome thing to do. Uh, especially if you're really into history, it was a really cool place. It so, was really so, well so done. Is Vicksburg, is Vicksburg on the way, or did you have to go out of the way to get to it? It's only I'm slightly out of the way. It's it's like, just like off half an hour, hour or what? Maybe a half hour, something like that. We, we went there on the way down. We couldn't get into our Airbnb till Monday, so we spent a day there and checked it out. It was really good. Uh, cool, dude. Yeah, no, uh, I, I I talk about that all the time. If you don't want to deal with Alabama shores, which I wouldn't be there, like the the closest way to an ocean from. Where we're at in Wisconsin is either it's actually equidistant is New Orleans and then um, uh, the islands just south of Louisiana that hang out in the Caribbean or Washington D.C. which that's not really the ocean so <laughs> yeah go down to New, go go down to Louisiana what is it oh god you talk and I will you, you talk about your okay. vacation I'll go look it up all right well we'll tell you right off the bat that you can follow the show on Twitter you can follow the show itself at Scotty Johnny Pod you can follow me at Not So Humble Host and if Aaron's still looking things up I can tell you that he's a Cheddar Talk it's Cheddar Talk it's simple Cheddar it's Cheddar talk, Cheddar Cheese you talk with your mouth it's Cheddar Talk cheese goes in the mouth it all makes sense everything aaron do you have it yet or are we still going <laughs> oh grand grand isle louisiana that's what oh, i want to okay. talk about that's like the lowest that's like the furthest south island of louisiana like it's just a sandbar basically that just gets washed away with every hurricane right. but uh yeah no i've i've there's, there's a road out there that's the the southernmost part of louisiana so okay. um i've been i've always wanted to go there too i've always wanted to go to uh to nola too as it's well, a lot so, of fun but uh, it's great yeah. food Go Café yeah. de Mont, get some beignets. Yeah, fantastic. That, no, that's that's uh, Holly's favorite coffee, by the way, too. So oh, it's good. When we went to, um, well, I say they this, put, this. They put they put ditch weed in their coffee, dude. Chicory, it's Chicory. ditch weed. It's the best. Uh, this last week, we did uh, also see the the rounding up of the NCAA tournaments for men's and women's. The men's was nondescript because uh, the big names were out except for UConn. Uh, I don't. We're trying to figure out how Marquette fans are supposed to feel about. Having won the regular season, taking you know two out of three from UConn, including the tournament, uh, the big Big East tournament that is, and then winning the Big East championship in the tournament as well as the regular season, and then watching UConn win another national championship. Um, that was uh, and they apparently and, feel and, okay. Yeah, and UConn uh, officially blue blood. Now that's five in twenty five years. That means that they win it twenty percent of the time, right? Is that the no. percentage? That would be yeah. 
Yeah. So, no, uh, mentioned on uh, 97.3 the game this morning, uh, or on Monday morning, uh, Armin Sarian, the, the local uh, Marquette grad, uh, they brought it up to him. He's like, yeah, great, whatever, shut up. Like, we, we don't talk about that. Like, it's like, like, yeah, don't even bring it up. Like, yeah, because that means that basically it's like if UConn double digit ran it through the through the whole tournament, Marquette should have. That's yeah, they really. That's, I don't know. But that's the tournament, though, man. That's how it, it works weird. out. And I mean, it was a weird tournament this year. Um, three teams. It, it, the first time since 1970, blah, 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 that they had three teams that had never been there before. And the team that had been there before didn't definitely didn't deserve to be there. But then, what? you know, yeah, my, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, Florida Atlantic had more business being there than Miami. Miami did. So, oh, yeah. All right. And the other thing, though, is that the women's tournament actually is the better story this week, which was a lot of fun Absolutely. to see. Um, yeah. Iowa came in with a lot of. A lot of feel, uh, you know, they they were doing very well, but yeah, LSU came in and just just kind of buried them. And there's so much weird trash talk and people feeling really hurt about other people trash talking. It's strange. No, lots of racial overtones too. It's it's yeah. not it's not it's not cool. So there was it was some bad officiating. It was um, at, at towards the end of the game with um, I can't remember the girl's name from LSU. Uh, making fun of Clark with this Cena, you can't see me. Like, but but she, Clark, Clark is a notorious trash talker from Iowa. Like, it's 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 a two way street, and I mean, it, and at the same time, I would like to point out the positives of that game. Um, as far as women's sports go, nine point nine average, uh, was nine point nine million average viewers for that whole game, mm-hmm. a peak of twelve point three, most awesome. viewed women's sporting event in the United States ever. Um, and also too much more interesting, the men's game that, yeah. that game on Sunday night was a uh, hundred times more fun to watch. And, uh, I, I think, uh, women's sports took a big leap with that one. So, yeah. and it was, yeah, Caitlin Clark, the Iowa player, it's, uh, Angel Reese the player from LSU who definitely, she basically felt like Caitlin Clark had disrespected the other team and said she couldn't do that here and decided to take a very personal attack to, to Clark. And, you know, was trash talking her. But then I'll say this. Uh, Jill Biden apparently suggested that both teams at points should come to the White House. And Caitlin Clark said no. Like, so she's not as offended as so many people are for her. No. And, so and, good and for that, her. And that's the other thing, too. It's like that's a nightly occurrence in the NBA. Why? Right. Why is this such a, a big deal? The only I part mean, about it that's weird they, is she they, like followed her around the floor. Playing, but they are yeah. athletes playing game trash talking. And yeah. that's all it was. And it, it just happened to be, uh, and everyone was so offended because it was the women's championship game. C- congratulations right. on watching your first ever women's basketball game for starters. <laughs> Some of us have been doing it for a while now, but now all of a sudden you're, you're absolutely just incest. I mean, da- David Portnoy from uh, uh, Barstool Sports, like classes act. It's like, no, He's that's sorry. because you're racist. And anyhow, um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's terrible. Like, this stuff happens in every game. Like, my God, when I was in high school football, we we did way worse things. Like, you just don't see it because you don't have a, you know, a, a forty-five times zoom HD camera following your every movement across the floor. You know, like it's this is whatever. It's like there's way worse things that happen in every single regular season NBA basketball game. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it's an, it's annoying. 
is very annoying that we're going to we're going to buckle down on this one. Everyone's going to have a, have to have a point on this one. You know, they were talking about that on the morning show I listened to uh, that, you know, tune into ESPN on Monday morning and everyone's got to have opinion. Everyone's got to take a side. You know, what yeah. what did they do wrong in that women's championship game? And it's like, yeah. it's like, how insulting was it? And it's like, that wasn't even that insulting. Like, that's sports. I say it was mostly weird because she was like following her around the floor. I mean, Angel Reese was following Caitlin Clark around the floor for a while to make sure she really saw it. And like, okay, that's a little <laughs> weird, but it's not, it's not terrible. Draymond, Draymond Green does way worse. Let's not make anybody into Draymond Green. Gra- Draymond Green's Draymond. terrible as a person. Draymond Green's way worse in every oh, single yeah. game that he plays. Hundred percent. I'm with you. I mean, I'm just saying is, it's weird. This is, this is, this is it's not an, bad. It's this just is weird. Championship. Yeah, she's in her head. <laughs> Clark is Clark is possibly the best player in the nation, and you are in her she, head. You. She won every one of the the best player awards. She won every single do, one do, of them. Yeah, she's do great. Do you want to win the game or not? Do you want to win the game or not? You're in yeah. her head. Stay in her head, yeah. and do not let go. Stay in her head until you get kicked out of the game. Yeah. Because you're trying to win I, the NCAA championship division one for women. Look, look Caitlin like, Clark didn't fine. have a problem with it. No one else should have a problem with it. No, that's basically and, she didn't, the end of it. And, and, and and the thing is it wasn't it wasn't disgusting. It wasn't mean. I mean it was it was mean, but it wasn't dis it wasn't disgusting. It wasn't violent. She just was weird and she stayed in her head. And it's like I said, Draymond Green. I mean, if Draymond Green is considered a role model and is allowed to play in the NBA and allowed to continue doing the things he's doing, you know, then, I mean, that should be par for the course. I mean, these are what children are watching going, Hey, this dude made it in the league, even though he's not that talented, but he's, he gets in people's heads. He, he goes low sometimes, you know, even though Grayson Allen is the one that is considered the, the, the low below champion of the world. Draymond green goes low below way more often than he does. You know, I mean, that's it, you know, and, it's 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 embarrassing watching people soil their diapers on uh, on ESPN <laughs> and all the other talking head shows over this and it's really not that much of a thing right so there we go and that's our opening everybody all right hey this is hey, how we fill we, the sports can, abyss can, can, can we fit in some war stories john can we have some press the old bits uh, we'll see where we are at the end of this not but enough time at this Sorry, point we don't have the time <laughs> We're going to start going into the segment of our show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right. I'm just going to start this way. I know Aaron's been out with a lot of things with the military too, but opening day was this last week. Um, and that is the only game the Brewers lost. Uh, and yeah. I was, I was noticeably worried uh, because it was a four, nothing loss to the Cubs. And, uh, I mean, the Brewers are starting a ton of young guys out there. Uh, So, I mean, like, Mitchell's back. I mean, we knew Mitchell was going to be there because he was the starting center fielder at the end of the year last year. Uh, And so that one was one we we knew was there. We knew we were still going to get back, you know, Rowdy, and we were still going to get back, um, you know, Yelich and some of that. But we were going to have some other new faces out there. And we got Terang playing at second now. And so he's taking in with the trade for, you know, giving away Colton Wong, uh, training at second, Weimer playing out in right field. And then, like we said, we've got um, uh, Mitchell playing center field. 
Uh, so that's been interesting. This, this, those ones alone, we've got Brian Anderson off to just about the hottest start he's probably ever had in his, his career. He is now batting 533 uh, <laughs> after five games, of course. It's, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, Cody Winker ha- has made a little bit of noise in a couple key spots. He drove in the the run against the Cubs uh, on, in the second game that helped get them going, and the Brewers came back. I think the you know they came back and win that one three two. The biggest thing that's been good, and I think you know if Aaron had more time, go back through this stuff. This is the thing you wanted, Aaron. In the first three games, they 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 won two out of three against the Cubs, hit no home runs, no home runs. They they just hit. So that was fabulous, and I mean, in the two games against the Mets they've played so far, I mean, they hit home runs where they didn't need them because they didn't score all their runs on yeah, home runs. I mean, I mean, Terang didn't need that grand slam. No, but it was so great. Like, what a it great was. It was, it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I'll I'll never turn down a grand salami, but like that was not necessary. I mean, yeah, it was six nothing in the seventh at that point. What was uh um uh, God the wild coach help me out? Oh, old Jacques Lemaire. Yeah, Jacques Lemaire. You scored too many runs. Too many runs in this game. Got to save those runs for the next game. The next game. And then the next game they came out. They they did. Up, yeah, they put up nine today. Uh, and what was an incredible game to watch because um, it was it was uh, Rowdy uh, started off. I, I want to make sure I get all who had it in here because it was Rowdy followed by Scherzer. Scherzer got ran out of the game, dude. And and here's the thing: like they scored too early because Brian Anderson hit a double with runners in scoring position, which is the other thing the Brewers were terrible at last year. Right? You, you know, like hitting with with uh, bases loaded never did it. And now we got a grand slam, grand slam already. Uh, the first home game. And then and that starting was his this first game, ever home run. Yes, by the way, too. Yeah, it's fantastic. So yeah, Tellez, Anderson, and Mitchell go back to back to back. Game was already two nothing, which is basically the end of it because they didn't give up any runs. Um, with uh, Wade Miley on the round. Miley on the mound. That's number five, right? Yeah. So we'll yeah, be starting Corbin Burns against the uh, the Mets the next game. He's the only Brewers pitcher to have taken a loss so far. Uh, so yeah, of course, of course, right. <laughs> He'll post a point, uh, 0.89 and, uh, have a record of eight and 17. Right. Yeah. Uh, and but yeah, lead the, and lead the league in strikeouts. Of course. But yeah, uh, we get that. I mean, it was already two, nothing that makes it five, nothing. And then later on Anderson and Mitchell go back to back again. So uh, that's two home runs there from Anderson two from Mitchell. Rowdy gets his first of the year, which is nice as well. Uh, but yeah, I know it's, they didn't need the home runs, but they were starting to get a couple. And some of that is being at home as opposed to being in Wrigley. But the odd thing is that the wind was kind of blowing out in Wrigley early in the season, which is not normally the case. Uh, the, I mean, uh, who was it? Well, the Cubs, the Cubs got a home run against, the against the Brewers in, in that first or in the second game that actually gave the Cubs the one nothing lead. And then the Brewers came back and tied in with Winker. Uh, so, I mean, like the pitching has been Solid so far. I mean, this is the first back-to-back shutout they've had since the uh, COVID shortened 2020 season. Right. And, and, let, and let's not blow over the fact that Anderson had six RBIs today, too. Yeah, like, second most of his career. A, a, six, a, six, a six RBI day is a career day, like, mm-hmm. for anybody. Yeah, you know? he had seven one other time. So this is the second most he's ever had. Fantastic really? game. Yeah, he's okay. a – I was trying to remember how old he is. He was drafted in 2014 by the Marlins. But, I mean, still – Oh, he's from the Marlins too? No way. 
Um, still haven't gotten Yelich really going. I mean, I guess he's he's batting 250 early on. Winker batting uh, 286 early on. Uh, some of the, I mean, these numbers don't mean anything because they're going to regress to some norm somewhere around you know 50 games, and then we'll really get an idea where they are. I mean, Tella's not hitting well early. Did his first dinger today, batting 158 early on. Well, and he yeah. and, and 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 not not to make a a big poo poo out of it, but any of these guys that played in the World Baseball Classic, like you, you're going to expect there's going to probably be a little bit of an early season swoon for them, right? Well, like yeah, and. Coming off the World Baseball Classic, uh, Luis Urias immediately is injured after Game One. Uh, right. So, I mean, so they're winless when he's in the lineup and f- and undefeated when he's not, which right. is also too exactly. small a sample to mean anything. <laughs> exactly. I don't mean that to mean anything. It's just funny. Yeah, and, and I'm not going to take away from the World Baseball Classic. World Baseball Classic it established fun. itself as something bigger than baseball than Major League Baseball this year. And uh, yeah, I I would I it, it needs to happen regardless of you know injuries that happen to players it happens in every other sport we're so programmed around football and how the nfl works we're, we're so nfl centric you know in the in the nhl guys play exhibitions they play in the olympic well not so much anymore now but uh even basketball like off-season stuff like it's it's it's, it's okay to let your players play in exhibition things like the world <laughs> baseball classic you know it's good for the game you want this for the game and and so and yeah if if rowdy has a little bit of a swoon uh, urias you, you wonder how how serious the injury is um as opposed to maybe just and you mean back super, shortly super, super precautionary like hey why don't you take a week or two off you know yeah so, so they had brasso in there early on playing there but they've got anderson at third and i think they right. may leave him there for a little bit uh, let you know, I hope Urias, he wins the MVP. Oh yeah, that'd be amazing, right? Like Urias <laughs> comes back to just spot play at second and short the rest of the year. Maybe do some DHing and and you know Brian Anderson goes oh, off. It's, to it still MVP. kills me seeing DH in the lineup. Like I was looking at it, I was like, oh my god, that's right, we have DH. So yeah, that's <laughs> strange. But every everyone's yeah. raving about the pitch clock, by the way. So I've enjoyed it, uh, quite honestly. And I mean, I'm not the biggest baseball purist of all time but i, I like it make right. them throw get in there and throw right. i mean this is actually how the game used to work you know they didn't sit around and just pick their butt and toss around the rosin bag last last yesterday <laughs> before the beginning of the home opener carrasco from the mets got called for a pitch clock violation before even the first pitch was thrown did you see that oh, i missed that oh geez. no the before the very first pitch was even thrown um <laughs> He got nailed for a, a pitch count violation, awesome. so that might have set things up for the rest of the day. But anyhow, get it right, so just get it right, my man. Yeah, uh, that's good. Uh, Brewers have this one more game against the Mets, and they'll have the uh, the Cardinals coming in after that. So that'll be an interesting test after this. The, the Mets are supposed to be, I mean, like they were. Uh, yeah, they they were a team that was pretty good last year. Had a lot of talent still this year, and I mean, holding them with to no runs. I mean, I felt. When it was the seventh, and, they, and Brian Anderson was, you know, the one who does the game calling, not the one who hits the home runs. Um, right, exactly. It's a little <laughs> confusing now, too. So yeah, and and Bill Schrader was out there, not the one who caught footballs, but the one who caught you know baseballs. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they were calling the game and stuff on on TV, job, and John. I was listening to uh, Euchre as well at times, just because you have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was no. talking at one point, he's like, "Yeah, they haven't given up any runs yet." I was like, "Shut up," because 
the Brewers hadn't scored for the first, was it, the, not entire the first game, they didn't score until the seventh inning of the second game, and then won, right? So, I mean, like, that is 16 straight innings, basically, where they weren't, they weren't scoring just about entire, almost 16 straight innings of not scoring, and then they won one of those games. Uh, right. So it's like, don't say that yet. This game's not over. Don't don't do that. This this team can hit. They got guys in that mm-hmm. lineup who can put the ball wherever they want, and they just just didn't quite get it there today. So that was that was good. Uh, at least I mean, I'm glad he didn't hex the team at that moment. But it would be great to see if they can get a sweep and then do something against the Cardinals because they'll have um, let's see, they'll have uh, Woodruff, Lauer, and it should be Peralta after that uh, against the right. Cardinals. So that should be that should be decent. And we are we are setting a new Easter tradition this year, John. Um, my family, along with one of our friends from a uh, one of our uh, friends fam, one of our family friends friends family family a family of friends <laughs> from up north from my hometown, are coming down uh, to go to the Sunday game against St. Louis, and we're going to be up in uh, what I call the poor man's. Oh, cool premium seats we're going to be up in section 412 that's right behind first base front row so nice awesome that's that's where you go with kids man i mean you can you can get you can sit in that lower bowl all day long i'll sit up there it's it's like watching a widescreen tv up there and the kids (laughs) love it yeah it might be a little bit hard to see you know the numbers and the names and stuff like that but you see everything that happens in front of you you don't have to you know it's, it's awesome they're the best seats nice. in the house. So, and also too, I would uh, before we get off this, uh, you mentioned euchre earlier, and I was on a Twitter debate earlier today. Okay, I call it a Twitter debate. I say I think they I know were wrong. Um, someone saying uh, maybe euchre needs to step off the air because he's losing a step or two. No, absolutely. I almost swore. Ooh, <laughs> it. I was close. Uh, and actually, um, uh. A friend of the show, um, uh, Drunk David Stearns, uh, he's still at Drunk D. Stearns, but now he's Drunk Matt Ardle, of course, because, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> he, we, we, he, I included him on this conversation. It's absolutely not. Like, what, what are no. you talking about? Like, no, he, he gets carte blanche until he wants to step off the air. It's like, well, he's a little bit slow now because of the pitch clock stuff. And sometimes he's about three, three pitches behind. It's like, shut he, up. He hasn't listened to other teams because I'll tell you, I, I was serious XM radio, which is fantastic. And they should sponsor us. Cause I would read about them every day. Um, XM radio. Yeah. I do that for, you know, I don't know, a six pack a month. Uh, but anyhow, listening to them and I was listening to like the Cubs broadcast. I didn't even know who was up half the time. Cause they could not keep up. They just couldn't. And then they'd start telling. And that's Pat Hughes. That, and that and some of their stories are terrible. That is a disciple of Euchre. Yeah, and, and like they got guys in there, and they're talking about just complete non sequiturs that weren't funny. Uke is at least telling some great baseball stories well, or stories that, about him in the minor leagues that are not baseball, but are related to him being the weirdest baseball player of all time. That that's that's <laughs> one of the few uh, problems with the pitch clock is now we're not going to have the chance for Uke to just vibe. Yeah, you know, so they're going to have to figure yeah. their way around that, I guess, but. No, yeah, it, but other teams you, aren't doing you. better at it with younger guys. They aren't. Like, they right. don't know what to do. What's Matt Vaskirchen doing right now? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure he's Santa Maria. No, wait. <laughs> nice. Was that? I don't know if that was. Maybe that was, yeah. Well, that sounds was right. Vas- uh, Vaskirchen? We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, that was. 
anyhow. All right. But yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, you know, and it, it, in the long and short of it, for you as a Brewers fan to actually even suggest that is blasphemy because with everything that's happened with this team for the, since its inception and never having won a world series and anything mm. else like that, the one solid part is Bob Uecker and shut up. <laughs> like I, I don't, right. I, I, it's, it's not, don't, 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 don't like take your stupid Bob Uecker needs to step off the air because he's a step behind and just, Put, put it where the sun doesn't shine because he is Brewers baseball. He, he, he's, he made Brewers baseball relevant when it wasn't like as, as, as drunk Stearns, sorry, uh, a drunk Arnold now uh, <laughs> even stated, like, I don't care if he gets on the air and talks about uh, Mr. Belvedere for two hours. <laughs> like, like that's, yeah. I don't, I don't care. I, this is, this is our childhood. This is everything. And we don't have a lot more time with it. So shut up. I want to hear this because, yeah, eventually Brian Anderson or whoever. Um, well, Brian Anderson's on the uh, uh, on the play call. You know, we'll, we'll have others that will follow. And, yes, the young guys are great. They're good because they, they've all been taught well. And the, and the Brewers are the Brewers radio network is a farm system for. For I other mean, other teams, yeah. Other teams. Um, what's his name? Um, is up at the Twins now too. Um, uh, I mean, they're everywhere. Like, um, yeah. No, I can't think of his name. Uh, starts with a P. But anyways, I, yeah, yeah. It's it's just, yeah. Sh- just shut up. Right. And if anyone has a problem with Euchre just going downhill, just just don't don't just back don't, up. Don't don't don't. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next thing I'll say, we do have. You can tell me that Paul Molitor is a jerk, and I will listen to that argument. Oof, you can tell me that that's hard. Bob Uecker or that Robin Yell one time stiffed you. <laughs> I will a, fight you. An autograph in Arizona, and I will say, okay, let's hear the story. Don't say bad words about Bob Uecker, please. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, Bucks are not quite finished with the season right now. There are three games left as we talk. They got Chicago, Memphis, and Toronto. Those, those are. You know, two of them are home, uh, so that could be that could work out very, very well here. Uh, since we've last talked, I think that you know, we talked right before. No, we didn't cover the Boston game, I guess. That game, uh, the Bucks just couldn't hit anything, uh, just didn't do well. Nothing worked, absolutely nothing worked, and yes, yeah. a disaster, yeah, yeah. So, 40 to not, 140 to 99, also, it was also, it, but it was also a weird thing where it's like the fifth game in seven days like just a weird scheduling yeah it, it it's just a throwaway game i think at this point right. i'm not as worried about because it, it was such a complete everything was wrong kind of thing uh we're just just nothing at all could like the shots just didn't work um even nathan marzan marzian um uh, marzan whatever sorry uh he was covering that based on the the shots they were getting they should have made a much higher percentage um, an average prediction would have had the Bucks winning that game by like four or five because they were getting their shots. They just couldn't hit anything. So it's well, just, it's just a weird throwaway kind of game where statistically they really should have won except for their shooting didn't work. I have to, sorry. Like I said, I was out of the loop with all my spring break and army stuff on top of it, but I believe that the Boston game was on the backside of a back to back. 
So that was yeah. yeah. So they played the uh, March on air production meeting right now. Yeah, they are March twenty fourth, twenty fifth, twenty seventh, twenty ninth, and thirtieth, and that was their home game coming off of four straight road games in, you know, from the in five days basically, six days I guess. Uh, so yeah, from twenty fourth, twenty fifth, seventh, and twenty ninth. So yeah, in six days they played four road games and then came home and played the yeah. very next day. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's it, I mean, it's. They, weird. They were, they were, I mean, yeah, they played a back to back at the Jazz and then at the Nugs, got a day off, and then we're in Detroit, got a day off, and then we're in Indianapolis, and then the next night we're in, 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 uh, at home against the Celtics, right? So it, yep. it was a home game, but at the same time, that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of wear on the tread mm-hmm. right there. And they bounced so. right back and beat Philadelphia. And then today they really yeah. just took it to Washington. It was, I, I, I got to pull this up because I was I was writing this to Aaron as it was happening. And it was just so strange. It was like at, towards the end of it, like through the second half of the fourth quarter. So, you know, the eighth, whatever. I um, mean, you know, if if Joe Ingles is having fun with the other team. He had a steal on an inbound. It was oh, amazing. God, yeah, and mean, then dribbled around for a second. Didn't wait for anyone else to come in. And they just left him alone at three point line. So we buried it. Just like, ah, I guess I'll do this. I, then. Just love, I just love that. <laughs> I just love on our team that we have Bobby Portis. Who has re-erected his career here. Res- re-erected. Resurrected Rose his career again. here in Milwaukee and has become the nice guy as opposed to what he used to be. We have Grayson Allen, who is hateable because he's from Duke yeah. and we have Joe Ingles who is trash talk extraordinaire mm-hmm. um plays plays like how he plays I love I, I love all of them I really were, do the even Bucks before they were on this even before they were on the team maybe not Grayson yeah. Allen so much but anyways <laughs> um but I must say this but the Bucks legitimately they, rolled out Bobby Portis Drew Holiday Brooke Lopez Jay Crowder and Joe Ingles that was the there five on the floor. I was like, "What is this monstrosity?" Like, but, but just I mean, that's, giants that's everywhere. Better, that's better than what Portland rolls out on a regular basis, minus Dame Lillard. You're right, right. It, it's just so. T- it's a huge. Like this was all defense and rebounding team, right? Like that is your defense and rebounding team, and they can all, all hit threes. But man, the height God. on the floor plus Drew Holiday was right. so good. My God, minus minus. If if we never if 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 Giannis had never been drafted. We would have, like, 10 years ago, we would have prayed for that lineup. Right. This is true, yes. Right. Like, I mean, this is our – I mean, not to say – no, this none of them are throwaway players. But that's our throwaway lineup. Yeah, that's what like, we put out when we're just trying to save minutes on all of our other guys. Right, exactly. So, I mean, it, it's just – yeah, no. I'm trying I, to see I, like I love them all. Yeah, Ingles, Crowder had Ingles, 24 Ingles minutes. Is, is Ingles has subtly like some of the best, just like he, he, God, he's a turd. Like I love him though. Like he is like he can, <laughs> but he's he he's the Australian that doesn't take the game that seriously, which makes it equally hard that there's a a great kid on the other on the other end that doesn't take the game that seriously and just you know, yeah. rolls with the bunches, you know, it's, well, it's just, it's, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of foreigners and, uh, AAU kids that were left by the wayside <laughs> all getting together on one team and just shoving it down everybody's throat at this point. So. Yeah. 
Giannis, I love it. Giannis plays 33 minutes, which is the most of anybody. Portis off the bench with 31. Wesley Matthews with 30. Joe Ingles with 20. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, Giannis plays the lowest uh, minutes of any star because the team tends to be winning and they don't need him out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, you keep looking at his his stat. He's like, they had one where it was just like, if you looked at him compared to all the other players who have scored whatever, like, 1,700 points this year or something like that, and they're like, yeah, look at this. And you'll notice something. He has like 200 fewer minutes, 250 fewer minutes than some of right. other guys. Because load management can happen in-game, too. And, and the Bucks I mean, have done a was, good job was, of that. It was, it was never more apparent than when the Bucks were on their way to the championship run and Kevin Durant had to play 48 minutes a game for their team to be relevant. And yeah. he he didn't have to. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until last year when, um, when Chris went down uh, during the Celtics uh, series that Giannis had to play forty-eight minutes a game, and what did he do? Two hundred, one hundred and fifty. Yeah, you know that's it's like oh, oh, that's what happens when he plays all the time. So I, I mean, it's just yeah, it's it's yeah that it's just mm, sorry I should. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Should re- By the way, I have to. I have. I have to go back to my broadcasting class books from twenty years ago when I was in college, <laughs> and read read the part about when you're going to just say something, be quiet, and then say what you want to say, and don't use filler words. All right. I don't know. <laughs> I love you how you are, my man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> as it. I just said, as 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 as, as said right, that eh? like five times. I, 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 Right, yeah. eh? You gotta do that. Or, eh? or the most Wisconsin thing ever. Uh yes, no, yes. No, yeah. No, no yeah, no. No, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, Bucks right now, with three games left, are three games ahead of the Boston Celtics for the one seed. So beat the Bulls. And then you can just rest everybody for the last two weeks because it doesn't matter. Or last two games, because it won't matter. And then they'll wait to see because the Bulls right now are in the 10th spot. So they really got to win to stay ahead of the Pacers. They are, well, I guess they've already clinched the 10th. Uh, Pacers are eliminated. So the Bulls can't really do a ton better. They could move up to eight. Uh, they are four games back of the seven spot. So either way, uh, Bulls are playing in the play-in games. That's just going to happen. And I think it looks like right. the Raptors have already clinched that. There's too many things now. Um, clinched playoff berth, the PB, meaning at the very bottom here, we can see that the Bulls and the Raptors have clinched a playoff berth, only meaning that they're guaranteed to be in the play-in games. <laughs> but Atlanta, I don't understand why. Why aren't they all marked PB? Because all like Indiana on down are all eliminated, uh, and then you know the Bucks will have to play at the Bulls, and yeah. So I mean, like. Beat the Bulls, and you've locked up the one seed, and you don't have to worry for a couple days, I mean, a week or so. And then they'll play those weird play-in games, which they're fine. They're fine. They are what they are. They make It's the only way to make the seven and eight teams interesting. It really is legitimately exactly. the only way. It is the only way to make it because none of those teams are trying. Like the Lakers are I, not I, trying I, I to do have I do have one giant concern, though, about the uh, playoff seeding, John. Okay, go ahead. If the Bucks are the first seed... Yeah. And they make it and, and have the best overall record in the NBA. Okay. 
they can't win in six <laughs> at home. Not at home. I mean, no. they can win in six, but they can't win in six at home. Yeah, because they're already five games clear of Denver. Yeah. If they, if they win in six, it'll be on the road. So yeah, if they just beat the, I'm con- the Bulls, I'm concerned they're number about one that. I'm concerned about not winning huh. at home. Yeah. Okay. No, that's an, I mean, that... the Bucks have to win in six in every series at this point, right? I mean, it's just okay. legend, right? You would hope so. Okay, but here's the thing. We're looking at the bottom here, these these four teams in that play-in section, right? So it's the 7, 8, 9, and 10 seeds. Uh, Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, and Chicago. Which one of those teams would you most want to see? Chicago. Yeah, I agree, too. Yeah. Mostly because they're the worst of those teams, like right, like <laughs> just 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 to do a replay of last year where Grayson Allen buries him by himself. Well, I think the, always the right answer is whichever team loses in the play, and that's the one you wanted to play because right. well, they were the worst true. team. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's absolutely but correct. I don't well, think so. the Bulls are going to get out of that round because yeah, the Heat. I don't know. There's still some part of me that just subconsciously worries about the Heat and the Raptors. I, I mean, I'm in it for the Schadenfreude. So like, if 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 the Bucks could just beat the bulls again yet again oh yeah so whatever helps that's just for high school age jonathan barnett whatever smashes that 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 little brother stigma that chicago has over wisconsin for no reason at this point well only in the one sport (laughs) they this is which which one sport just this one where they had jordan and we didn't Oh, um, I mean, but that was that was 30 years ago john i don't say that to me that's hurtful why would you say that to me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's uh, 25 years ago from the last one oh. so i mean 1998 until now is 25 years ago so yeah yeah well this is why we want the bulls to suffer because it's just helping yeah, that, yeah please helping uh, high school it, age john on, barnett feel on better the, on, on the on the on the play-in so the, the bucks can just destroy them yes. yeah all right maybe maybe caruso will take another flop and grayson allen will just go absolutely nuts so. we'll see all right. The only other thing was, I mean, we did already talk last time about the end of, you know, Dub Mill and Marquette, but the Badgers basketball season finally ended, even though it was the least impressive of all three. Uh, they lost to North Texas. Uh, and I'll tell you this, that game was so infuriating to watch um, <laughs> because they should have won easily. Like they legitimately should have won easily. Right. And it was ridiculous. What They were up. 41-29 at half, and then scored only 13 more total points in a half of basketball, 13 points. And the biggest thing I noticed in watching this game is... Is that Greg Gard is fired? No, he's not fired, which means he won't be fired. Um, Sorry. But, <laughs> yeah, if he's not fired by now, it's not happening. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think we talked about this. Getting into that, whatever, the, the forgotten for, whatever we were going to call it, um, I think saved his job. Because I don't think if he'd lost first round that he, here's the one thing I'll say, look at the teams that made that last four in the NIT. There are no big conference teams. It is, you know, North Texas. It was what UAB and I forget who else. Um, But all the big schools lost fairly early, except for like Oregon hung on for a while until we beat them. And the big thing is just like, it is hard for a big 10 big East uh, ACC school to stay interested in the NIT. You got to keep your kids interested in winning a game that nobody will talk about in the history of their school. And Guard did that. He kept this team interested in these games against Liberty 
and against, you know, Oregon and gives some of these other, I mean, like he kept them playing against Bradley and all this stuff. And that's something. But I will say that his coaching decisions in this last half of basketball just lost me. I, I just don't get it. He started the game. He played a lot of McGee playing point and put Hepburn on the wing, which was genius. It was genius because let Hepburn step into his shots, let him get a, a, you know, a, a pass off a of pick and roll rather than have to dribble himself to something else. Let him step into his shots, and he he nailed. It was what five for five from three, was killing them, and we were up forty one twenty nine in the second half. He stopped doing all of that, and they kept saying like, "Well, they put a taller guy on him," uh, and then that locked him down. No, he played a completely different game. In the second half, they put him at point, and they let him dribble around and try to make the play himself. It changed the way he was playing the game. Our offensive play calling itself completely changed the way we were using Chucky Hepburn. And it ruined his game and then ruined everyone else's because they couldn't play off of him. Clanky. It, it was brick. terrible. Like he was so good in the first half and we decided that that was enough. Let's go back to the thing that, that he's worst at, which is fadeaway jump shots, which he took none of those in the first half. Yeah. Uh, by the way, John, the team that you didn't remember in the uh, NIT final four was um, Utah Valley, Utah Valley. Okay. Yeah. So is it Utah Valley State so, or just Utah? No, Valley? just Utah. Just Utah Valley. UVU, so, huh? UVU. And, UVU. Uh, yeah. North, North Texas, who I used to take on NCAA football oh, every once in a green. while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a it was a tough run. I mean, it was going to take you at least two seasons to get to uh, to the national championship. So because they were so bad. Um, so yeah. Uh, all those powerhouses like North Texas, UAB, and Utah Valley, and Wisconsin. All right. <laughs> yeah. No one, no wonder North Carolina just bowed out. Like, yeah, they could not be more, less interested in playing this series. Yeah, so I'll give, I, I, I'll give guard this. He kept the team interested all the way through this, <laughs> but man, that decision for that second half was just unforgivable. They should have won this tournament, and I, it's only because of that. It really is Utah the way Valley. they. What? Utah Valley. Yeah. That was uh, that was the other team that got knocked out. Yeah. No, I'm just agreeing with you. Like, yeah, yeah they should have won because. Yeah. Yeah. Big no. Big Ten powerhouse, Wisconsin. Yeah. Those yeah. other teams. Sure. So we'll see. Uh, and is the other things, I mean, guard is obviously coming back. We talked about some of the other guys coming in uh, through recruiting. Um, Klesma's younger brother at Nina. Uh, has reopened his recruitment. So he's a possibility coming into Wisconsin as well. Um, I think it's Corey Klesmet. Uh, But also, uh, let's see, there was uh, Wall is coming back. Tyler Wall is coming back for his fifth year of eligibility, which is the COVID year. Uh, so he still has that. And he has said he's coming back. So Weird. that's something. Uh, we'll see if yeah. he can improve on this last year. He did get hurt uh, midway of the season. He was looking good early and then, just never really got back to that, but they're going to have to make some kind of mental changes and some procedural changes in how they run this offense if they want to be effective next year. So we'll see. But uh, that's that's about it I have for all the the I guess what we call the majors, you know, the 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 big four sports and all that. Uh, anything else you want to add before we run into the last call here, Aaron? Anything were, I missed? Were, were, were we going to make fun of the Jets at all? Oh yeah, <laughs> just. Just, where, where just we'll say, 
the the Aaron Rodgers trade has still not happened and it's still dragging on and I just I I have a hard time carrying a whole lot. There's some thought that they will wait until the actual day of the draft to see who's available. There's some right. thought that the Jets will just hang this out there for a while and maybe they'll trade in September or something. I don't know. Who knows? Well, and, Nobody knows. And, and, this, and there's other things, too. Like, if he gets traded after June 1st, he's only $15 million against the salary cap versus $48 million. Yeah. And then also, too, like, oh, the the Packers have the fifth or number five for salary cap. The number five for salary cap. Um, Available, space. yeah. Yeah, space. Yeah. yeah. Even with Rodgers still on the roster. Like, yeah. everyone's like, Oh, they're strapped for cash. They gotta get rid of him. No, no. they're actually doing okay. Did a lot of restructuring. Um, they're they're sitting actually very fine right now. Right, and uh, salary cap's and a then, myth. And and so <laughs> and then so there's all the other stuff too. Like, well, you know, the 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 Jets are, are are desperate to get him, and it's like, all right, sure, whatever. And it's like even with all the all the faux pas that um, you know with Murphy and all this other stuff, it's it's. The amount of uh, what was the word I used earlier, John? Entitlement. Just, yeah. From from Jets fans, like, hey Packers, just give us, just give us what we, just give us what we want, and we're gonna give you this little bit here, okay? This is how it's gonna work, okay? And it's like, how about you take no. this? I got an idea for you. Uh, we gives you uh, a fourth round pick and maybe a conditional fifth if we likes what we sees from this Rogers kid. You're like, yeah, shut up, hey, man. Hey, so, so and where did you get that accent from? You, you're gonna give us your Hall of Fame quarterback that just came out of the that just came out of the caves. Okay, yeah, yeah. He saw the doc, and he might be halfway retiring. I get it. Okay, he's gonna come here and be our savior. It's gonna be an epic disaster with Rogers in New York. By the way, I'm just gonna call that. Be so glorious. you give us, you give us, you give us Rogers, and uh, we're gonna give you a pile of peanuts, Fireman Jack. Or whatever his name is that we have <laughs> up in the stands, and yeah. uh, and you know, and uh, maybe some reserve tickets uh, to, to to give to you because you know the Jets are the epitome of the greatest franchise in NFL history. John, did you realize that after um, the Sacramento Kings made the playoffs, what was it two days ago? Yeah. The, the the longest drought of any of the major four sports for any team not making the playoffs now is the New York Jets. I, I only knew that when you told me. Yes. Right. I mean they're they're a terrible franchise. Terrible organization. Um <laughs> at one point I think that they had Bill Belichick for a coach and I think we were going back and forth. Maybe he was there and then he wasn't there or whatever and then went off to the Patriots. Um the Jets are a terrible organization. They really are. They they have uh, nothing to show for the last 40 years, 50 years almost at this point since Joe Namath. Um, they have the butt fumble. <laughs> they have yeah. trading away good players for nothing. Um, I, I mean, the Jets have nothing. And most of the Twitterverse, because, I mean – Basically, it's Wisconsin who has six million people versus everyone. And this it, this is involved. This goes back to when the Bucks were playing Phoenix in in the finals too. It's like we don't have a lot of people. There's not a lot of us, you know. And even this last week, you know, when the Brewers had their home opener, it's they had forty two thousand people. The Cubs couldn't even come up with thirty six thousand people, and 
they're the third largest market in America. They're almost 10 times bigger than Milwaukee. You know, we don't have as many people. And so, of course, we're getting destroyed on social media and on proper media, too, because it's New York. And the fact of the matter is, too, is that Gunkutz uh, has not had a faux pas. You know, Mark Murphy, hey, just go hide in the hole. Stop talking. <laughs> worry about worry about that sledding hill across the street. Just just go worry about that. Okay. <laughs> the, the 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 big kids are at the table now, Grandpa. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, Goody's been fine. Lafleur's been fine. I mean, Rogers is gone. Like Rogers. I mean, and that's the thing too. Is like now the now the Jets are like backpedaling because like oh dear, this guy is on the verge of retiring. This dude's checked out, and the Packers are like. All right. Well, you 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 baked this cake. You've sold it. To, you sold it to your fans. That he's coming in here, man. Like, go right ahead. We know he's been checked out for two years, man. So <laughs> it's it's it, it. Jets fans are obscene and they they're they're ludicrous. They 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 don't know what they're talking about because I, they don't know what a good team looks like. Right. And, I have looked this up, and I do want to point it. This is the fun part of of Belichick as the Jets head coach. He was actually a Jets head coach twice, yet never coached a single game for them. In 97, he was named an interim head coach in the New York Jets uh, because Parcells was still with the Patriots, and they were working out the negotiation for his compensation to release him from the contract with the Patriots to bring him to the Jets. And then once he was what Parcells had brought in, they just Belichick just became his defensive coordinator like he'd always been. Uh, then when Parcells stepped down, Belichick agreed to become the head coach. They had a press conference announcing him as the new head coach, at which time he handed, uh, I don't know if it was the GM or the, or the owner, a, a napkin which had written on it, I resign as HC of the NYJ, and then delivered a half-hour speech explaining why he was resigning after he had just been named the head coach. He did that at the announcement for him as head coach resigned on a napkin and then went to the Patriots. <laughs> so, such a great story. That's co- Jess, man. They That's hired him twice. He was their head coach on two different occasions. Never coached a game for them. Oh, I so mean, fun. don't get me wrong. I like John Sala. I like, uh, oh, yeah. here's the craziest part is that, uh, uh, Hackett is the offensive coordinator there. I mean, yes. these, these are all friends of Lafleur. you know, like, so they're all talking, under you know under under all the waves on the top of the ocean down on underneath like these guys are talking these are friends you know mm-hmm. like lafleur's brother was there until recently yeah you know it, and lafleur's like, brother was robert sala's best man or something like that too right right and and him and sala are, are good friends too on top of it so like mm-hmm. it, it, it 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 it's like you know sala's probably like talking to Fleur like what are we going to get out of this guy? And he's like, crazy. You're going to get a bunch of crazy. Cool. You're going to get some crazy. Like, whatever <laughs> offense you want to run, Never mind. doesn't matter. You're going to run what matter. he wants to run. It's like, well, what if we get Nathaniel Hackett? Well, then he might run at a quarter. Yeah, maybe. Time. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Who knows? Maybe on top. All I just wanted to get out of that whole part was that Jess fans are uh, oblivious, um, <laughs> entitled. entitled douchey at best you know around the edges but uh yeah it's it's just i mean at, at this point they backed themselves into a corner 
like and and it and in the end it's like yeah well 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 what are you going to do if you don't get Aaron Rodgers well you've pretty much promised Aaron Rodgers to your fans and so now are you going to pivot and you're going to go and try and get a Jackson you know like wh- what are you going to do here like wh- yeah yeah, you got nothing. You got nothing. Everything's a step down for them. So yeah, right. And it's like, and the, oh, the Packers—they're gonna. But if they, if the Packers don't get a get rid of Rodgers, he's gonna have to come back to the team. It's like whatever, you know. It's, it's like it's New whatever. York just thinks that everyone else is just a bunch of dumb hicks. Yeah, like we don't know what we're doing. Like, yeah. come on. Well, oh, are you really gonna have Aaron Rodgers on your bench? No, he's just gonna sit at home and make fifty million. Yeah, we don't need That's to have him show up. Do. Like, yeah, just tell him <laughs> not to show up, and then that's not going to work well for him. And he's going to beg to go to Tennessee or something like that. Yeah, like anywhere. he's not going to just sit at home. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. We're going to wrap up everything else then in what we lovingly call our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. Okay, so for last call, I'm going to start with track and field. Uh, Badgers were at the Stanford invite, like we said last week. Um, we have Bob Liking finishing seventh in the 10,000 meter, running a 28 minute point uh, seventy seven seconds. Uh, it was the second all time at UW. Uh, we also have Sam Coyle uh, sixth in the hammer toss, and then finished third uh, with a throw of two. Oh, jeez. No, up to sixth all-time, pardon me, in the hammer toss for Wisconsin. Had a hammer toss that finished third at the invite, 206 feet 5 inches. That is, that's a crazy number. Uh, Jason Swarns uh, placed second in the collegiate discus with 171 feet 3 inches. So, yeah, uh, several people placed very highly in that. So we've I got a whole bunch of names here as well. But um, Badgers continue to look good. Uh, this should be on pace to winning the Big Ten again in that. So that should be interesting to see going forward. One of the more interesting things going on right now, though, is that uh, Badger women's, uh, well, Badger softball. I don't have to say women's because there's not a men's softball team. Um, but they, they continue to look very good. They they've, they beat up Michigan State a little bit. And then this they had, um, who did they just play this last week? Uh, I, I've shared almost all of it. They didn't get to play the UWGB games. Those were canceled because of the field conditions. Uh, they then played Illinois at home. They beat them 6-2. They lose 4-6 and then beat them 10-9. Uh, the next couple of games coming up the next couple of days here, we're going to be playing the University of St. Thomas uh, at home, but those games have also been postponed. So next thing on the schedule now will be another Big Ten matchup against Purdue. Uh, in West Lafayette on the 7th, 8th, and 9th. So, I mean, the good thing is uh, two Big Ten uh, series, and they win both series 2-1. Two to two to one. Uh, Didn't get a sweep on them, but they did get uh, both those games, or both those series as series wins, so that's good. You know, focus on getting the Big Ten, and then, you know, have to go back, and I don't know if they're going to go back and play. It doesn't look like, it looks like the Green Bay game has just been canceled. Uh, the ones against St. Thomas just say postponed as of now. It was going to be a double header played on the fourth. Um, as of now, it's just postponed. So we'll see if they reschedule any of that. Uh, the other biggest news, probably uh, in the state of Wisconsin this week, since uh, most of the other 
sports were kind of doing other things. But the biggest thing for the Badgers, uh, Badgers men's hockey coach now named. They did not go the way we wanted, uh, which was uh, Maggie du- uh, Dugan. But they did go with a very much proven winner in Mike Hastings, uh, who I believe has made the NCAA tournament the last six years. Uh, so that's pretty impressive. He's been coaching at Minnesota State Mankato the last several years. Uh, they were WCHA champions and tournament champions the last two years of the WCHA that they were in that conference. And now I believe they're CCHA, and uh, they won regular season and tournament champions there as well. That team's been good. Uh, they've been in the rankings top 10 the last several years. Uh, and Minnesota State Mankato, quite honestly, and Aaron can attest to this, is probably the fourth team you think of in Minnesota hockey. Uh, I mean, they were D3 until the early 2000s. Uh, St. Cloud State, UMD, Minnesota are the three kind of powerhouses of the state. Um, right. UMD, of course, being the best. <laughs> yeah, no, no, 100%. But uh, they've won no, the most I remember, recently. I remember, I remember when Mankato State uh, made it. I'm sorry, I, I was uh, looking up something else. Has Mankato, Mankato State hasn't won a D1 yet, right? They were in that final four where all, there were three of the four oh. Minnesota teams. Yeah, I'll double check it. I don't think they have. That was um, that was two years ago? No, not 20, uh, 2021 where I think it was Mankato State, UMD. It was last year where they. St. Cloud, yeah, that was last year where where the three of them were with whatever the other team was, and the other team won the national championship. It was um, Denver, right? The, Whoever it was it, last yeah, year. It yeah, it was the most Minnesota thing ever. Yeah. It was so good. We have, we have 75% chance of winning the national championship, and, and we don't. <laughs> uh, it was pretty fun. I'm just trying to. I'm big on Mankato State, man. I, uh, I, I like Mankato State, so. Yeah, I'm trying to see because you have to skip through most of it because they were, like we said, uh, Mankato, Minnesota State, which was Mankato State for forever. Yeah, they made a show about it. It was called Coach. <laughs> yeah. The Screaming Eagles, uh, right? No, sorry. Yeah, we did that a couple weeks ago. We talked about it. Yeah, no, they haven't won a, a an actual D1 championship. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, but he's been very successful there. And like we said, that's at least the fourth team you think of. And now with the money that St. Thomas is pouring into their program. Right. That's uh, weird too. So, because they're oh, building the way, a giant I'm, new I'm, facility here in the next couple of years that it's going to tear down Dowling Hall and Creighton mm-hmm. Hall. Just terrible. I mean, those were terrible places. I talked and to my Creighton friend. Durham Hall. By no, the way, it's uh, a whole different uh, thing. Uh, before we get away from it, a um, uh, friend of the show, Holly Flottam, is uh, a Mankato <laughs> State alum, by the oh, way. Oh, really? So, that's yeah, awesome. that's where she, yeah, yeah. She owned a, uh, she ran a dinner theater down there um, Very cool. for a couple of years after she was out of college, too. So, <laughs> yeah, lots of Mankato, lots of Mankato connections for this guy. Yeah. So that's very good. But, I, I mean, think I've only spent two days of my life in that town. Weird. <laughs> Anyhow, it's I think it's a good hire. It's a nice hire. Uh, it's you know, it's a, it's a good guy to bring in. He, he definitely has connections and can recruit. And he'll have more power to do it at a school that is, you know, fourth all time in national championships. Uh, Wisconsin was six, only behind Denver, Michigan, and North Dakota. Who are they not behind? They're not behind Minnesota. True. Uh, <laughs> or UMD, or right. St. Cloud, or Mankato State. Yeah. No. So, yeah, that's... Hey, but is it was that a Fickle-approved hire? That's what I need to know. Oh, I, I haven't seen if Fickle had anything, or, or Coach, yeah, if he had anything to say about it. I I don't know. Uh, I'm, I guessing saw the... he said, I'm guessing he said, hoo Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just guessing. Cool I mean, I, Fickle's lining up to be the next Barry Alvarez. I'm just saying it right now. That's fine. If he wins a national championship uh, for the football program, he can he can be Lord High Commander. Barry Alvarez never did. No, he never did. But if he does that, he can be Lord High Commander of the university. He can hire. He can release students. I don't care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was fun. Uh, he, can, he can start launching <laughs> shuttles out of. Sorry. Yeah, just whatever he wants to do. I, I'm good with it at that point. Just, yeah. just bring me yeah. that. Whatever. Just, um, just get it done. There is one other story I want to talk about before we end. Uh, Sophie Jocks just got the um, the Patty Kazmaier, which is like the Hobie Baker of women's hockey. The Hobie Baker, which is of course the uh, Heisman Trophy of men's ho- of you know men's hockey. So this is essentially the Heisman Trophy of women's hockey. Uh, <laughs> just. Just kind of bounce around like a dot. See, you followed that. Good on you. Seven steps to Kevin Bacon on those. Right. Uh, Just naming people. Just say top top women's hockey player. Top women's hockey player. I just like the fact that uh, she's she's an African-American. She is the first African-American to win the Patty Kazmaier Award, uh, a defender for Ohio State, who was the team that just murdered everybody all year until they lost 1-0 to Wisconsin on a season where they had averaged three goals a game. Um. But no, that team was fantastic, and they were good all year. And she was the, uh, she's only the other thing is she's only the second defender to ever win the award. Uh, the only other person was Harvard's uh, Angela Ruggiero back in two thousand four. It looks like, uh, but yeah, no, that's fantastic to see because bringing all people into hockey is a fantastic thing for the sport. It is good for hockey. Uh, the Badgers have several African-American women on their team. Uh, one of them's graduating this year. Uh, but Layla Edwards was in the running for Rookie of the Year, and then I believe it was uh, Caroline Harvey actually won it. Uh, so, you know, I just I love seeing people play. If you haven't, uh, I, this is one of the other reasons why I love watching Anson Carter. The first big reason is because he's a former Bruin, even though he later on went to the Oilers. I love listening to Anson Carter talk hockey. That dude is great, and they should put him on everything because we need to remind people that you know this isn't just a white people game this is just a great game hockey's a great game it's just the problem is it's so expensive and as much as they can do to try to make that game as cheap as possible so that anyone can play it the better the game is going to be because you need to reach out to all people i am so excited to see sophie jock win the uh 2023 patty kazmaier award she was she was fantastic all year that team was fantastic all year uh, and that's it's just a great day for hockey, I think. Aaron, no, did you have anything I, you want to add? One hundred percent agree with that too. And uh, like you said, it's it's not. Uh, you know, the one thing I don't like is like forced inclusion of other races, uh, uh, people of other sexualities, or anything like that. But at the same time, you you need to have it, 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 if it's not forced. And it's actually a real thing. Like you need to reach to include, you don't need to force people in, but you need to reach out to include them to let them. Right. Exactly. And and once, once you include other communities, like once they, once they, once they come to the top, that's great. That's awesome. That's amazing. And I, I I love it. And that's, I, I, I am, I'm very happy that that happened. And yeah, there should be more inclusion of all people into everything. Like, we're small. There's not a lot of us, you know. It's it's you know, we only have one shot at this life, you know. Let's let's be nice to everybody, man. Like mm-hmm. let's 
let's not discriminate against anybody for any reason. Just perfect. Let, let live and let live, man. It's no. it's just 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 have a good time and while we can here. Right. Don't hate. Good. Well said, Aaron. All right, everybody. Thank you for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. Well, thank you, John. We're so glad to have everybody else with us here because Aaron and I would do this with, with nobody here because we love talking, but we're so glad to have uh, a bunch of people out there who are interested in, in, in a lot of this and talking Wisconsin sports with us. Um, so again, you can follow the show on Twitter at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host, uh, where I'm taking down uh, Confederate uh, historian fake history people and their lost cause garbage. Uh, and you can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk, where he is always interesting. Always. And, and, and just attacking everybody for being stupid. <laughs> right. All right, everybody. And uh, remember, of course, that whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.